You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teach Me the Bible podcast. You found yourself in our series going through the story of the Bible in a year, and we are almost to the very end of that series. And so if you've been with us this entire time, uh, we, we're so thankful you've come with us, and, and we hope this has been helpful to you and that this story is starting to come together. You're seeing uh, how how it goes from beginning to end and how this ending is perfectly wrapping up the entire Bible. And so we've been, uh, we've, we've made our way through the book of Revelation all the way up to chapter 19, which is where we're going to pick up today. We're going to look at chapters 19 and 20. So we've, we've looked at these four passes through, uh, the tribulation and we're kind of walking up to this climactic moment in the story of the Bible mm-hmm. today of Christ's return. And so, um, we're going to pick it up there. David, if you want to help us to uh, to just continue on this story, walking towards the end. Yeah, and one of the things that we have planned in the, in the future is going through the whole book of Revelation in more mm-hmm. detail, chapter by chapter. Hope to get uh, some other folks in here to yeah, uh, to help us with that. That'd be really be a really be good, and uh, you know, and so <clears throat> so that will give us a little more detail. Um, I, I'm sure I've said this, but. Uh, you know, but years ago we had a Sunday school class that wanted to study the book of Revelation. They said, could we do that? And I said, sure. I said, how long would it take? He said, well, it'd take a long time. <laughs> take a long time. Well, actually to prepare you for the book of Revelation because, um, actually the book of Revelation is just the end of the story. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the story, then, um, you know, then we're going to have to train you on the story first. You're going to learn the story first. And, and so they said, okay, well, we want to do that. So, okay, good. Uh, turn to Genesis chapter one. <laughs> uh, and so if you're still with us, uh, as we've gone through these 52 weeks of, of the Bible, we're in week 51 and now we're in uh, chapters 19 and 20 of Revelation. Uh, you're at the end of the story. And I hope that this is, this is making sense to mm-hmm. you. And so, uh, as you'll recall, uh, there are three passes through, uh, th- through the, the tribulation period through the 70th week, chapters 4 through 10, then 11 through 16, and now 17 and 18. And, and at the end of 18, the, the great harlot Babylon has been destroyed, uh, and salvation has come. It's time for the return of Christ and, mm-hmm. uh, and the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so let us rejoice and be glad and give glory uh, to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Um, and, uh, and so chapter 19 is the return of Christ and, uh, and, uh, I pick it up in verse 11 and I saw the heavens open and behold a white horse and he who sat upon him is called faithful and true and in righteousness, he judges and wages war and his eyes and, uh, are a flame of fire and upon his head, many crowns, many diadems. And he has a name written, which no one knows except himself. Uh, and he has uh, clothed with a robe. He's clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. The robe dipped in blood, probably referring to Isaiah chapter 63. Mm-hmm. Who is this who comes from Edom, Edom with yeah. his robe of crimson? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're trying to figure out why his robe, his <laughs> royal raiment is, tr- is crimson. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
Well, and you find out it, it is because yeah. uh, it's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it says he's tread the wine press mm-hmm. of the fierce wrath of God, That's and right. their blood has trampled his royal garments, and mm-hmm. and there was no one there, and yeah, and so this is Isaiah chapter sixty three, and and the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses, and from his mouth comes a sword. Isaiah chapter eleven. Uh, so that with it he might smite the nations and rule them with a rod of iron. That's Psalm 2. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. Again, Isaiah 63. And on his robe and on his thigh has a name, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw the angels standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, To all the birds which fly in heaven, come and assemble for the great supper of God, in order that you may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of commanders, and the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and all that sit upon them, the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves, great and small. I'm reminded of of Psalm uh, Psalm 2, Psalm 110, uh, the return of the Christ to, to, to wipe out all who oppose him, and, mm-hmm. and it's certainly happening here. Um, and I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and the armies assembled to make war with him who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized. I like how quickly uh, it moves from yeah. 19 to 20. It's almost yeah. like it's not even a fight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Goes right on they all gathered. Yep. And the beast was seized. <laughs> uh, and with him, the false prophet, which performed the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. And they were thrown alive into the lake of fire, which burns with brimstone. And the rest were killed by the sword, which comes out of the mouth of him who sat upon the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Makes me wonder uh, why all the armies which are in heaven, clothed in, fi- in mm-hmm. fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses when he's the one that wipes them out. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're just here to watch. Yeah. I, I don't need your help. You know, it's just such a, such a powerful So you can feel like uh, you were part a, of it. Powerful picture. Yeah. And, it's good. You know, and we were so often to, to think that, uh, you know, God's not in control, that, you know that the world's kind of going, uh, you know, going awry, uh, and that uh, you know when Christ returns, you know it's going to be this big fight. It, not much of a fight to it. Uh, it ends at His return, uh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, uh, this is uh, verse twenty. Just continues in, uh, continues on. And, and I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the keys of the abyss. And a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So, um, uh, it's always interesting to me. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into to reading literature, um, and you know, and this is uh, the book of Revelation is quite uh, quite unique in that it is a letter written to the seven churches, mm-hmm. uh, where John is told to write what he's seen what is and what will take place after these things uh, and so how does this uh, how does this letter um, encourage the seven churches but in the letter he tells a story and the story is filled with all kinds of imagery all kinds of Old Testament mm-hmm. reference all kinds of symbolism both new symbolism that's introduced into uh, that's explained uh, in the book of Revelation, and symbolism that has been developed throughout the whole biblical story, which isn't explained. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot to keep command of here. 
but uh, it's like watching the final scenes of a movie. If you yeah. haven't watched the movie, don't expect to know what's going what's on. Going on. Yeah. Uh, and so this is uh, this this uh, chapter twenty is what we call the millennial kingdom, and there's a lot of debate about whether there is a a millennial kingdom or not. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down, in my estimation, to will Christ rule on this earth in the midst of his enemies? Um, you know, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let him rule over the birds, the air, the fish, the sea, and the beasts of the field. Uh, and then the serpent comes on the scene. Uh, the serpent deceives. It's uh, Satan. We learn uh, as the story develops, and now it's explicitly mm-hmm. stated in case you, mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't understand that by this point, uh, I don't know what you were reading. You've had several <laughs> mm-hmm. passages and, and the whole 66 books to figure this out. Uh, but now the dragon, the serpent of old, uh, who is the devil and Satan, was bound for a thousand years uh, and threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him that he should not deceive the nations any longer. That was what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And so Christ is going to rule the nations um, until the thousand years were completed. And after these things, he must be released for a short time. Um, uh, and so a thousand years, uh, uh, it seems to me that this is the, this is the time when Israel actually does their job. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are a kingdom of priests, a mm-hmm. holy nation to the nations and the nations are being led by Christ. Uh, and so he continues, I saw thrones. And they who sat upon him, judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls that all had been uh, uh, beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God, those who had not worshipped the beast or the image, who had not received the mark upon their forehead. Uh, and they came to life and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the the you know blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and will reign with Him for a thousand years. And when the thousand years were completed, Satan will be released from prison and will come out and deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and gather them together for war. And the number of them will be like the sands of the seashore. And they came up to the broad plain uh, uh, on the, uh, of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. That would be Jerusalem. And fire came down from heaven and devoured them. Again, it's mm-hmm. another. <laughs> they all, it, you know, this long gathering of all you know, <laughs> deceive the nations. Here they come. Zip. Yeah. All right, you're done. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Zap. You're done. Um, I picture it like you know in in uh, like Western movies. You know, the bad guy gets shot and everybody thinks they won. And then he reaches for his gun again, you know, one last shot. Yeah. It, you know, it's over like that. <laughs> right. you know, it's kinda, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I saw the great white throne and he who sat upon it, uh, from whose presence the earth and the heaven fled away and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead and the great and the small standing before the throne and the books were open and another book was open, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up its dead, and death and Hades gave up its dead, which were in them, and, and they were judged, everyone according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone's name who was not found in the book of life was thrown into the 
lake of fire. And so the first resurrection, uh, book of life, mm-hmm. no uh, second death has no power over them. The second uh, resurrection, the resurrection of all of the unbelievers, uh, and they're judged, their name is not found in the book of life, uh, and so they're judged by their by their by deeds. Their deeds. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so either we take the Bible, uh, I don't like literally, because literal, uh, you know, that yeah, that doesn't take into account symbolism and how literature works. But I'd say we must understand the type of literature we're dealing with. Uh, and so we understand the Bible literarily. Mm-hmm. Symbolism represents something. Mm-hmm. There is a referent behind the symbolism. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and that symbolism has been built through the, through the whole story. And so, so the return of Christ, uh, he judges, um, he judges the serpent. Uh, and the Antichrist, and he reigns for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the thousand years, uh, and we'll pick this up uh, up next time. But now we have the new heavens mm-hmm. and the new earth in chapters uh, twenty one uh, and twenty two. And so, so the climax to the story mm-hmm. uh, is is building right here before the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. Antichrist has entered into the temple, declared himself to be God. Uh, He's just killed the the, the two witnesses. Uh, everything uh, looks like the serpent has won. Yeah. Antichrist has won. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, the Antichrist enters into the temple, declares himself to be God. Israel recognizes they made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. The two witnesses are resurrected, <laughs> and it all just starts to turn mm-hmm. on uh, on the uh, you know uh, on on the on the serpent mm-hmm. and on the Antichrist. Uh, and here comes the the warrior to save the day, and then mm-hmm. that's Christ. And so that's chapter uh, chapters nineteen and uh, and chapter twenty. Boy, what a great moment! <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, the whole story. So we've been looking for this. It has been time. waiting yeah. for this climax. It's building mm-hmm. to this climax. And one of the things that I I really um, find interesting um, think think back to the Exodus. You know, mm-hmm. the Lord could have just brought him out. Not mm-hmm. a big deal, right? Um, no, he wants to get uh, he you know at this time Egypt is a is one of the mightiest maybe the mightiest nation on the planet mm-hmm. and he doesn't doesn't just want to lead his people out he wants to get the mightiest nation with the mightiest yeah. leader really worked up <laughs> that's right right so that you know that he thinks that this is a big deal and he mm-hmm. just leads them out mm-hmm. that's <laughs> just, awesome yeah uh, and and here it is again right right uh, let's. Let's build this whole thing up so that the whole world thinks that they've won against God and they've taken their stand against God. Um, and then Christ appears. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's and, not even a battle. And it's not even a battle. Yeah, it's not cool. even close. Man, uh, so and so cool. what a great ending to the story. So cool. Oh, man. We are next week in our last episode of of this story of the Bible in a year. And, and we hope that... Uh, that this story again has continued to just draw you in as you understand what it's doing and where you fit in it. And, but we're going to, we're going to pick up next week with the happy ending. Absolutely. You know, we use this word denouement and we'll probably bring that up next week. But, uh, this is, this is, we've all been waiting for this climactic moment so that we can get to Mm -hmm. this happy ending, the, the resolution of the whole thing. And so, um, so come back next week. It's going to get really, really good. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. 
Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.